We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, Lakers Nation. Welcome in. It's a win. Mercifully, the Lakers get the win over the Wizards in overtime. I am Trevor Lane. This is Lakers Nation Live. We've got a lot to talk about in this one. Somehow, they walk away with the W that they needed, but it wasn't pretty. I know, Lakers fans, you are not thrilled with what we saw from the team in that one. But the important part, it is a win. So we'll take that. But they go to OT to get the job done against a very bad Wizards team. And you know what? It all comes down to this, folks. And I say it so many times. Never give a bad team hope. It's the worst thing you can do. You've heard me say it a million times at this point. To come out and you give a bad team that hasn't won in, what, 12 games to give them hope that, oh, my gosh, we might actually get a win. What's going to happen? You're going to wind up with a fight on your hands because that bad team is going to pour everything they've got into that game because they don't get this opportunity very often. The Lakers came out second night of a back-to-back. Is that a factor? Yes, but they still shouldn't have put themselves in this situation, and they wind up having to go to overtime to beat a bad Wizards team. But again, the important part, it's a win. It keeps the Lakers in the nine seed right now in the Western Conference, and it would have been disastrous had the Lakers dropped this game after getting that inspirational win, comeback win, last night against the Clippers. The Lakers' defense largely non-existent through much of this game. So I fully understand why most of you are probably not thrilled with the fact that this game went to overtime and that it was so close all the way through. But the important part, the important part, it was still a win. Anthony Davis, 40 and 15 plus three blocks, 14 to 22 shooting from AD. The Lakers did a better job getting to the free throw line in this one, 23 free throw attempts for LA tonight, 31 and nine for LeBron James. He was tired. You could see it overtime on the second night of a back-to-back. That is brutal. We'll see what kind of legs LeBron has on Saturday when the Lakers take on the Denver Nuggets. D'Lo, 22, six and five, but nine to 21 shooting, not the normal efficiency we've been used to for D'Lo, four of 11 from three. Austin Reeves have some big buckets late in this game. 12.6 boards, four assists, 0 of 2 from deep in this one, and then 10 off the bench for Spencer Dinwiddie on 2 of 3 from deep, giving the Lakers something there. Rui Hachimura, 8.7 boards, but 4 of 11 shooting in this one. For the Wizards, Jordan Poole suddenly came alive. 13 of 26 shooting, go figure. 5 of 12 from 3 at a couple that bounced around and bounced in. 7 assists as well for Jordan Poole. 
20 points off the bench for Corey Kispert as well, who was giving the Lakers wings a lot of problems, especially when the Lakers were closing out to him behind the three-point line. He was doing a nice job attacking those closeouts. Lot to talk about tonight again, everybody. So those of you joining from YouTube, from Facebook, from X, welcome. Happy to have you here. Let's talk about this. Um, oh, one other thing. Uh, something we need to keep an eye on before we get into all of this and into the thick of it. Cam Reddish. Um, we don't know why, but Cam only played four minutes in this game. That suggests that perhaps there was something going on. Uh, was his ankle aggravated? I had people in our chat over on playback as well as on YouTube saying that uh, his ankle was wrapped up quite a bit. So Cam Reddish, we're going to be keeping an eye on that in the post-game comments. Is there something revealed about what happened to him? Okay, here it is actually. right now, Perfect timing. Our own editor extraordinaire, Daniel Starkan. Uh, Darvin Ham says Cam Reddish's ankle was feeling sore, which is why he only played four minutes. So indeed, it was an ankle issue for Cam Reddish. Fingers crossed. Hopefully that does heal up before Saturday's big matchup with the Denver Nuggets. Also worth noting, you never want to see this, but uh, Jamal Murray turned his ankle really badly in tonight's game uh, for the Nuggets. I would be surprised if he plays on Saturday against the Lakers. We'll see, though. You never know how these ankle things go. We've seen Dennis Schroeder, I mean, grotesquely turn his ankle and then wind up be okay, being okay. You just never know how each person is going to respond to it, but something to keep an eye on as we head into Saturday's game. So uh, Cam Reddish, certainly somebody they could use on Saturday, and we don't know what his availability will be. Could only play in four minutes in this one, so that is certainly not ideal. All right, let me get into some of your chat questions and comments. Once again, everybody, thank you for uh, coming in here and talking some Lakers basketball after that was a very, very difficult one. Mission 86 said, I'd have preferred a laugher. Definitely didn't need OT, but importantly, we won. Yeah, that was the important part. They won. The hard work begins now. Face forward, complete the push. Yeah, I mean, so going into this, we knew. We knew, right, that the Lakers, they... They weren't going to be as focused as they were to close last night. It's it's what happens, right? Darvin Ham said it before the game. Said we, you know, we can't. It, it, this is a trap game, and we have to make sure we still get the win. We come out and we take care of business. No matter how much teams say, we know what's at stake. We know it's a trap game. We know we're coming off of an emotional win. We know it's second night of a back to back. We're playing on tired legs. All of that stuff. No matter how much teams say that stuff before games, there is still just a natural emotional letdown after a big win like we saw in this last game. So you knew the Lakers weren't going to be 100% focused. It, it would be difficult for them to be. You knew that they were going to be playing on some tired legs. But you still need to find a way to come out and take care of business against a bad Wizards team. And I'll tell you what, it's not like the Wizards shot well. And that's certainly part of this. 51% from the field, 42% from three. It's the NBA. Any team can have a crazy shooting night and get into a game that they shouldn't be. But I thought the Lakers defensively, especially in the first half, just did not look good. Their defense did not look good at all. And it was almost like a quasi all-star game that we saw between the Lakers and the, and the Wizards. Neither team was playing very good defense. Both teams were getting easy buckets. And the Lakers were very much in cruise control. And they hung in that mode for way too long. 
They tried to turn it on late, but by that point, they had already done a lot of damage and the Wizards had already put up a lot of points. And so that's the the concern, of course, from the Lakers side of things. You know going in, you know going in that it's a trap game. Second night of a back-to-back, big emotional game. You know, though, that you can't lose this because that erases your win against the Clippers. That's what that would do. It erases it. And the Lakers almost went down that path. Almost went down that path. Scary, really. Andrew said, why the hell did this go to OT? Right? Right, Andrew? (laughs) Why did you have to go to OT to beat a bad Wizards team? Why is our defense so bad? And what was that brawn bench late in the fourth quarter? I'm going to die before I'm 30 just by being a Lakers fan. Let's go beat Denver. That's another piece we have to talk about here. LeBron came out late in the game for a couple of minutes. And the Wizards went on a run as soon as he went out. And the initial reaction is, Darvin Ham, what are you doing? Why are you pulling LeBron right now? But at that point in the game, let's think about this too. At that point in the game, it's crunch time in the fourth quarter. Like, I know we get all into this whole, you know, Darvin's an idiot thing, right? Darvin Ham thinks Torian Prince is is Chris Middleton and, and all this kind of, oh, Darvin's so dumb, right? And I've been plenty critical of him. He's made a lot of mistakes. But is there any coach in the history of the league that really, with a game on the line, would pull LeBron James unless he had to? Is there any coach ever that would do that? Because I'd have to think the answer is no. Like, that's so beyond common sense to not pull maybe the greatest ever in crunch time of a game that you need to win unless LeBron was completely exhausted. And then the next step to this, and I know people are saying, well, it would be Darvin Ham. Okay, even if we accept that, even if we accept Darvin Ham is the one coach in all of NBA history that would bench LeBron James in crunch time of a must-win game. He's the only one who would do it. Would LeBron let him? Do we really think LeBron would let him if Darvin said, hey, you're coming to the bench right now? And so that's why, even in my reaction in the moment was, oh my gosh, Darvin, what are you doing? I have to believe that LeBron was completely gassed and asked for a break there. That's what I, I have to believe. Because even if we say Darvin is the one coach in all of NBA history that would have done this, there's no way LeBron would have let him. There's no way, unless he needed that break. And he did look exhausted on the bench. Trey said, this has got to be the dumbest team in the league. Man, you actually have to try to play as bad as the Lakers did tonight. Darvin needs to be fired. Well, you know what we said? Man, we said coming into this game, uh, especially when things look really bad against the Clippers last night, we were talking about, you know, Darvin makes it to the summer. We're pretty sure. But if you lose to the Clippers and then you back-to-back lose to the Wizards, does he really finish the season? I don't know. Um, Look, I try to give Darvin credit. Whenever we see things that work out well for the Lakers, I think their their cuts have been much better. How many layups did D'Lo get off their cutting line? And we try to give Darvin Ham credit for things like that. Um, But he's he's had a lot of mistakes this year. There's no question. No question. I think this is going to be a real conversation this summer 
Is he back as the Lakers coach next season? It's going to be a real conversation this summer. Um, and it needs to be given, you know, what's happened with this team so far. They've got to have that conversation. All right. Let's take a look at this. Superstar of the night. The superstar of the night. Chat. Let me know. Who gets it? Who should be the superstar of the night for the Lakers? Because I think, yeah, I'm seeing that already in the chat. Everybody's firing it off. By the way, guys, hit that like button. Those of you over on the YouTube side, hit that like button. Everybody saying Anthony Davis. Yeah, it's hard to argue against Anthony Davis in this one. AD, 40 points, 15 boards, four assists, one steal, three blocks, 14 of 22 shooting, 12 of 13 at the free throw line. Thank goodness. Lakers finally getting back to the free throw line. AD, monstrous performance. Really great to see. And uh, he is clearly the superstar of the night. He was fantastic in this one. It's tragic that the Lakers had to resort to overtime when you got this performance out of Anthony Davis. I'll tell you what, the Lakers bench is starting to become a bit more of a concern, isn't it? The Wizards bench badly, badly outscored the Lakers bench in this one. It feels like this bench unit of Torian, Cam, we only played four minutes, Jackson Hayes, Dinwiddie, Max Christie got nine minutes, so that's something. They're just they're just missing something here, aren't they? And again, you're, you're missing some players, right? You're missing Jared Vanderbilt. You're missing, of course, Christian Wood. You're missing Gabe Vincent, although Spencer Dinwiddie is, is taking on that, that Gabe Vincent role. So you're missing some players due to injury. But the Lakers bench, something to keep an eye on. They've been pretty ineffective. Uh, for a lot of people who have been saying Torian Prince has been playing too many minutes, Second night in a row, Torian Prince, 17 minutes in this one. Uh, Rui Hachimura got the lion's share again, 35 minutes tonight for Rui Hachimura. And, and I do think Rui is the better player between the two and should be getting the lion's share of the minutes. But boy, are there moments where you say, man, man, we need, we need Jared Vanderbilt in there to be that guy who can really play defense at that next level. And again, Rui has been good, but a Rui Vando Combo certainly is missing. Certainly is missing right now. All right. Let's see what else we've got here. Koa. So the fact that we had to challenge that call, but Lakers are an unserious team. Ham took LeBron out with three minutes left in the fourth. This dude, Ham, man, shaking my head. Yeah, and I, I kind of did my spiel already on Darvin Ham pulling LeBron James. Now, if it comes out that... Ham says, oh, no, no, I told LeBron he's taking a rest. Okay, that, that's a, you know, a different story here, but I would have to imagine. My best guess is that, you know, it, that, that's not the case. That's not the case here. Um, as far as that foul, let's talk about that. Because, my goodness, we're talking about the foul in overtime. Uh, LeBron drives, or LeBron is, is defending, and Denny Avia drives Shoulder first, throws the elbow into LeBron. LeBron hits the ground. Very clear. I mean, just plain as day. I've said it over on playback. I said it on YouTube that when the NBA is doing their training sessions and they want to show an example of an offensive foul, that's what they're going to use. They're going to go to that. Like, that's how blatant of an offensive foul it was. It was indisputable. It was easy. Clear as day, offensive foul. 
Whistle blows. Block. They call a blocking foul on LeBron. The Lakers rightly challenge it. And already, the fact that they had to burn a challenge on that was unfortunate. You had to waste a challenge on something that was obvious, that anybody could see was clearly a charge. There's no debate, no reason to even question it. It was obvious. And the Lakers had to waste their challenge on that. Now, fortunately, that didn't cost them the game. No, it didn't come, come out that like later they needed that challenge or something. They burned their challenge. And then the referees take an eternity talking, going to the headphones, talking to people in New Jersey, huddling up, talking amongst themselves, back to the headphones. What are we doing? This should take 20 seconds. They should look at it in New Jersey and go, oh, yeah, referees, you blew it. It's clearly a charge. We're going the other way. Easy. And yet we're taking, in an overtime game, we're taking this long break to review it and look at it. Oh, well, maybe we need to look at this and that. It was an easy call. That needs to be fixed. That needs to be fixed in the NBA. All right, this comment said, I'm not happy that we need to call out our stuff. Uh, we need to call out our stuff when we win. Our defense is just god-awful. Defense was MIA in this game, period. Both sides. Not conducive to long-term winning. We're going to lose the next five with this defense. What is Ham coaching defensively? My God, man. I think part of it was the Lakers were playing on tired legs. That's part of it. Is that an excuse? No, because it still shouldn't be this bad. But it's part of it. But yes, the defense has been awful. And you've got the best defensive player in the NBA, in Anthony Davis, on the floor. And your defense is still this bad. That's not good. And that's... I like Rui. Rui's been very good. And I think Rui is an excellent, excellent uh, player for this Lakers team. And I think we're going to be glad that he's on the contract that he's on. Despite all those teams out there that were saying, oh, you know, you're going to have to give us something to take on Rui's contract. Get out of here. I think Rui's going to be a value on his contract. I will say, though, that a defense first, second, third, fourth, like ev everything about Jared Vanderbilt is defense, right? Like offense is this distant thought. It's kind of what makes the D'Lo Reeves partnership work because he can cover up some of their defensive issues, and then he helps you out on the glass. There's moments where, and again, I like Rui a lot, and I think he should be getting the minutes that he's getting. There's moments, though, where you can see where having a true defensive ace out there with uh, with AR, with D'Lo, would be beneficial. And by the way, we're still waiting. We're still waiting. to uh, We're still waiting to find out word on Bando and where he's really at. We know he's not progressed to on-court work yet. Hopefully he can come back soon, sooner rather than later. All right, let's get to another award chat. Get ready. Who's the next man up in this game? Who's the star in your role? Let me know in the comments section. Who should get the star in your role award for this game? Star in your role. The star in your role. Who should get this? Looking at the stat sheet, we've got D'Lo, 22-6-5. Didn't shoot the ball that well and turned the ball over three times, which is, he's actually been really good taking care of the basketball lately. So this is a bit of an abnormality for D'Angelo Russell. But 22-6-5 for D'Lo, 4-11 of 11 from three. You've got 
12, 6, and 4 from Austin. One turnover, had a block, made some big plays late. 6 of 11 shooting, had a really nice defensive possession on Jordan Poole late. 10 points for Spencer Dinwiddie, 3 assists. I, I don't know that there's really anybody. Rui was 4 of 11. And that's part of why this game was so difficult. Was, aside from LeBron and AD, who else had a really above-average game? I don't think anybody. I don't think anybody really had a particularly above average game. So this one, somebody kind of is going to fall into the end zone and get and get the star in your role award for tonight. I know the chat, a lot of people are saying nobody. Kind of true, right? I don't think anybody had a particularly great game. Did we just give two awards to Anthony Davis for being so great? I mean, look, Austin Reeves, what made some nice shots late, got the bucket to tie the game late, had to do the big defensive possession. It's 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 either D'Lo or Austin. Flip a coin. Who do you want? If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Who do you want? I guess I'll go D'Lo. I think he put together the better stat line. Overall, six boards, five assists. I mean, Austin had six boards and four assists, though, but 22 points for D'Lo. Uh, that was much needed. Didn't shoot the ball as efficiently. I mean, flip a coin. Yeesh. Folks, this is, and this is not what you want to see, and this is part of why. When we ask why did they have to go to overtime to win this game, this is it. 
why it's so difficult to come up with a star in your role for this game. Austin made a, a few big plays late. D'Lo had a big, few big moments in the earlier going. But other than that, did anybody have a particularly excellent game? No, not really. Nobody was great. Nobody really stepped up in this game in any kind of way. That's unfortunate. And that's part of why. That's part of why the Wizards bench, bench had such a big advantage in this one. Yikes. All right. Your boy Rich said AD's teammates lack of defense is going to cost him defensive player of the year. Now, I agree with that. I think that's ultimately what's going to happen. Now, I'll also say that shouldn't be the way it is. I think we take the individual awards and we apply team success to them too much. I'm not saying it should not matter. It should matter. But we shouldn't be at a point where the defensive player of the year just goes to the best defensive player on the best defensive team. Because that's not often the best defensive player in the NBA. Just like the MVP shouldn't go to the best player on the best team. Right? And I know people will say, well, but you need to affect winning and all that. Uh, that that's fair. But basketball is a team sport. It's a team sport. As much as it's driven by stars, as important as stars are, it's a team sport. And if you have a team around you that's not that good, that shouldn't take you out of the running for some of these awards. And essentially it does. Like Anthony Davis is nowhere in the conversation right now. When you look at the betting odds, he's like sixth, maybe seventh, something like that. He's behind guys like Bam Adebayo to win defensive player of the year. It should not be the case. I think he's arguably the best defensive player of this generation. And unfortunately, the team is not good. If the Lakers were like the three seed right now, the Anthony Davis depoy campaign would be full steam ahead. Because they're ninth, he's not going to get looked at. And that's unfortunate. That's unfortunate. That's not the way it should be. That's not how it should be. All right, Avon Traders. Uh, game and a half back from eighth, two games back from seventh. Mavs and Kings, both heavy underdogs tomorrow. We can move within one game of seventh if we can beat Denver and they both lose tomorrow. Uh, that would be fantastic. That would be fantastic. Right now, you're right. The Lakers currently in the standings. They're sitting in the nine seed, 10 games back of first. But the Sacramento Kings are eight and a half games back. So the Lakers one and a half games behind the Kings right now. And they're two games behind the Mavs. Here's what we need. We need Sacramento and Dallas to start losing more games. Lose these games. You look at the last 10. That's part of the problem right now. You look at the last 10 games and you've got the Mavs are eight and two in their last 10. Hard to catch a team that's winning at an 80% clip. Fortunately, the Kings are four and six. Keep doing that, Sacramento. The Lakers are seven, seven and three in their last 10. You'll take that. But when everybody around you is winning, it's hard to make up any ground. So we need these other teams in the West to start falling off and losing some games. And then maybe you can get yourself in the mix. Remember, the important thing here, the important thing is that if you can move into the seven or eight seed, I'm not expecting the Lakers to move up to six. It's not impossible, but I'm not expecting it to happen. But if you can move up to seven or eight, 
you are at least, at least you're getting yourself a double elimination scenario. If you move up to seven or eight, you're double elimination now in the play-in. Nine or ten, you're single elimination. So even if you can't get to six, which is not out of the question, the Lakers could move up to six. It won't be easy, but they could. If you can at least get to eight, say, put yourself in a double elimination situation, that's going to be important for the Lakers. We'll see if they can do it. Again, you've got Denver now. Jamal Murray, is he a go? We'll see. Uh, Yusuf mentions the Suns' schedule is very hard. Yeah, let, let's take a quick look at that. So the remaining strength of schedule right now. This is what it looks like over on Tankathon. They do a great job breaking down the remaining strength of schedule. And because the Lakers just played their game against the Wizards, oh boy, everybody, look at this. The Lakers, because they just burned one of their easiest games left on the schedule against the Wizards, the Lakers now have the fourth most difficult schedule remaining in the NBA. Yikes. The Suns have the first most difficult schedule, the most difficult schedule, Phoenix Suns. They may drop some games, but the Lakers, the fourth most difficult schedule left in the NBA. Ouch. That's not ideal. Sacramento, the 10th most difficult. They don't have an easy schedule, and the Lakers have two more games against Sacramento. If you can win both those, that would go a long way. But here's the other thing. The Warriors got a win tonight against, and the Spurs did get a win tonight over the Thunder, which is impressive. But the Warriors, who are chasing the Lakers, take a look at this. Well, there's New Orleans at 14. There's Golden State, 24. One of the easiest schedules remaining in the NBA. And the Lakers have the 14th most difficult schedule, or the fourth most difficult schedule. Whew. That's not easy. Not going to be easy for the Lakers to get it done, but not impossible. Not impossible either. All right. Definitely need the Warriors to lose tomorrow. Definitely. Re said Braun and AD should be mad they had to do this against Washington. Yeah. I mean, LeBron 31, AD 40. Duo's so good, they shouldn't have to waste a challenge because the refs, why is Prince so bad? See, I don't think Prince is all that bad. It's not good. It's not great. It's not a starter. But, man, I mean, the Lakers have had to ask him to do too much. They've had to ask Torian Prince to do too much. That's that's reality. As much as people get frustrated, why is Torian having to do this? And look, there were moments in yesterday's game where it made no sense to ask Torian Prince uh, to defend Kawhi Leonard when Cam Reddish is on the floor. Like that's just that's you know when we criticize Darwin, like that's mind blowing stuff. But Torian has largely been asked to do too much for the Lakers. If he's in 17 minutes a game, it's not a problem. It's not a bad thing. That's probably the role that he should be in. Come in, occasionally hit a three, tack off the dribble a little bit every now and then, get into the paint, dump off pass, 17-minute stint throughout the game. Yeah. But if you're LeBron and AD and you look around and, yeah, nobody else really stepped up in this one, you're a little frustrated. But at least you got the win. At least you got the win. And then hopefully we can get some good news on uh, Jared Vanderbilt sooner rather than later because, boy, that is... That is much needed. Man, 
D'Angelo Russell. <laughs> Daniel Starkhead, editor extraordinaire, tweets out the D'Angelo Russell quote, said, I'm probably the slowest guy in the NBA. I wonder if he's saying that in terms of why he committed that offensive foul on Corey Kispert on the fast break. That's funny. D'Lo. <laughs> the self-deprecating humor there. All right. Let's do a few more. Then we do need to get into the master lock of the night. 209 Mamba said, can we start the show by master locking the refs? Terrible officiating tonight. We need these refs vision tested weekly. Adam Silver, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. And I think that is a pretty good preview of where the master lock is going to go. This was, look, it should not have mattered. It should not. The Lakers should have taken care of business. The Lakers should not have put themselves in the position they were in in this game. They should not have had to go to overtime to beat the Wizards. No question. There's no denying that. But the refs were bad in this game. The refs were bad. There, there's no denying that either. The refs were bad. It's the Lakers' fault why they were in this position. But there, this was a poorly officiated game. This was not. This was not a well-officiated game. It was not. It was bad. Uh, all right, we're going to get into our um, our master lock in just a moment, but let's get to one more of these comments first. Asa Hartz said, the way AD was ignored offensively in the fourth and OT is criminal. Also, Jamal Murray. So I need to go back and look and see, was AD really ignored? Or was this more a lot of other things were going on where the wizards doing some things to try to keep ad from being an option i mean he scored 40 points so i would like to see ad get the ball a little bit more in the fourth uh, there was the one play austin drove had the little drop-off pass to ad and ad bounced the ball off his foot and out of bounds so and we also had uh max christie ran pick and roll with ad hit him and ad got the dunk so i don't think ad was necessarily ignored in this game. I mean, again, he put up 40 points. But can you say the ball should go through AD more, especially on a night when LeBron's tired, second night of a back-to-back? -back? Sure. Sure, you could. All right, folks. Uh, we are going to get into our master lock of the night for just a moment. But first, let me bring in my guy, Mark Gunnels. Mark, how you doing? Hey, what's up, man? We survived. We survived, Mark. My, my legacy was on the line tonight because I guaranteed last night, remember? You did. You guaranteed I was worried for you. I was nervous for you. How did you feel when they went to overtime? Was your, your life flashing before your for your eyes, or well, how, how was that? Well, overtime, I actually felt pretty good because I was scared that Jordan Poole was going to hit that game winner at the end oh. of the fourth because <laughs> he was making everything, it seemed like. So I was very thankful to get an extra five minutes. I don't blame you. I, I, it, uh, it was a scary possession there i was worried jordan Poole was gonna like bank something in or, or something again but whew, thank goodness thank goodness the lakers survived it and you survived it you guaranteed they were yeah. getting that win uh, and uh the comment, for a bit section, there. The comment section would have been on my head tonight <laughs> oh yeah they would have been they would have been all over you for that one for sure uh we do need to talk about our our sponsor for the show that sleeper before we get into our picks though just to remind everybody the Magic Johnson jersey you see on the screen right now, signed Magic Johnson jersey, you can win it. Uh, all you have to do is use the link in the description, use our code LakersNation with Sleeper, sign up, make a deposit, and you are automatically entered to win 
that Magic Johnson jersey. Signed Magic Johnson jersey again. All you got to do, use our link in the description below. Use the code Lakers Nation. Make a deposit on Sleeper, and you are entered to win that Magic Johnson jersey. All right, Mark, let's do it. Let's get into our picks for the night, and then we'll get into the master lock right after that. Uh, Sleeper, great sponsor for the show. You guys can download the Sleeper app. Use the uh, the QR code that you see on the screen. Just scan that, and you can play right along with us. Let's take a look at this, Mark. Again, use that code Lakers Nation. You get a $500 deposit match uh, with that as well. Uh, we'll make a couple of picks here. And this one will be easy. Luca over half a point. There we go. We get a freebie. That's a freebie for us there. Uh, let's go with... Oh, let's take a look. Let's go future Laker Donovan Mitchell. 35 <laughs> and a half points, rebounds, and assists. He's only done it once in the last four. And he's taken on the Detroit Pistons. Potential blowout game there. What do you yeah, think on that I gotta one? Go, I got to go less um, just because of the blowout factor, especially uh, the Pistons. We know how bad they are. So I could see the Cavs getting on them early, and he doesn't even probably play in the fourth quarter. So, All right. Blowout factor coming into play. We're going to go less than 35.5 points, rebounds, and assists on Donovan Mitchell. And then let's go with... Oh, let's see here. Who do we like? Oh, this should be a good game. Carl Anthony Towns against Sacramento. And let's okay. stick with seven and a half rebounds. He has cleared that in all four of his last four games. Seven and a half rebounds for Towns against Sacramento, a team that likes to get up and down. I, I'll admit, I like that one. I like the, I like the more side on that. Yeah, I do too. I mean, because I think especially you have extra possessions in that game. Like you mentioned, the Kings like to play at a fast pace. And he's been clearing that number in his last four games. So, yeah, I love that. I love it a lot. All right. So we'll go Carl Anthony Towns. We'll go more on that one. Did I just lose it? Oh, there it is. There you go. There it is. I found it again. All right. Uh, $20 entry. We got a 5.5 X. We get you $110. Go check that out over on sleeper. Those are our picks for tonight. Mark, as always, thanks for coming on and helping me break those down. Um, man, the Lakers survived. Now they've got Denver coming up next, Mark. Are you going to make a yeah. prediction for that one? No, I'm not. But <laughs> I, I will say though, I think this is a one of those wake up call games because they they definitely were sleepwalking. I mean, allowing 131 points to this Wizards team is just a lack of effort, lack of focus. And you're on a back to back. I get it, but still no excuse. But I do think with the day off tomorrow and the magnitude of the game on Saturday is going to be a huge game, nationally televised against yeah. the defending champs. I do think. Even if they don't win, I do expect them to have a much better effort. I, I should hope so, because if they don't, it's going to be bad, especially because, look, yeah. Jamal Murray, I think he's probably going to be out. I hope he can play. I don't. I never want to see players hurt, regardless of what team they play for. Yeah. I always want to see players healthy. But I think there's a decent chance he's going to be out based on that ankle sprain. Um, Reggie Jackson would be his backup, who has a history of killing the Lakers. So it's, it's not going to be an easy one. Um, Mark, do you want to stick around for a moment for the master lock? Give us your yeah, master lock it. of the night. All yeah, right, let's do it, man. Chat, fire it off. 
What is your Master Lock of the Night? Master Lock of the Night. What are you Master Locking from this game? Mark, what are you going with? Man, it's a couple of good options here, but I feel like I have to just go with Jordan Poole. Like, all right. You just decide to have your best game of the season tonight when you've been a meme, you know, all year long. People <laughs> making funny highlight tapes of you. And then tonight you shoot 50% on 26 shots, five of 12 from three, 34 points, seven. <laughs> Oh, see, it's, my alarm's going off because it still doesn't believe what he did tonight. <laughs> 34 points, seven assists, three rebounds. I mean, my gosh. And I was so scared he's going to make that game when it shot, man. Yeah. Like, I was like, please don't bank it in or something stupid. So that was definitely annoying. I, I think that's a good one. Jordan Poole having a random blow-up game against the Lakers, banking in threes and things of that nature. That was certainly frustrating. A lot of people say Dylan Brooks. He always gets the master lock from us, whether or not he's in the game or not. Um, my master lock, I talked about it a bit already on the show, but it's the referees. It, it's got to be. I mean, uh, you got Jordan Poole for this one. Everybody who's saying the Lakers for having to go to OT, very fair and very reasonable. That challenge, though, that bothered me more than just about anything else we saw in this game, having to challenge that call and just the challenge review process in general. It was a poorly officiated game. I'm master locking the referees on this one for my official master lock. But uh, a lot for a, for a win, there was a lot to be frustrated with in this one, Mark. Yeah, 100%. I mean, they were 10-point favorites depending on what book you looked at. Uh, you were thinking, you know, if LeBron did play, because we we're talking about it last night, probably that he wasn't going to play. I'm glad he mm -hmm. did, because maybe they would have lost oh, now yeah. if he didn't play. Uh, but you were hoping that he didn't have to play that many minutes, and the fact that it went to overtime makes it even worse. So thank God, I guess you're off tomorrow, right? But uh, yeah, he yeah. should do absolutely nothing tomorrow uh, besides stay in the bed, rest <laughs> and get up, ready for Denver on Saturday night. Rest up, LeBron. Rest up, LeBron. Because, yeah, it's uh, whew. but a, a win against the Nuggets would go a long way because that is one of the, I mean, we talked about the Lakers have the fourth most difficult schedule remaining now in the NBA. A win over Denver. Yeah, that's, that's one of the games that's bumping you up a lot in terms of your strength yeah. of schedule. If you happen to get a win in that one, boy, that would go a long way. That would go yeah. a long way towards helping the Lakers out. Mark, thank you so much for coming on here, man. I, I appreciate it. I know you got to run. You got the, the kid stuff and all that. But uh, but thank you for coming on. appreciate you helping us out with the uh, the sleeper segment as well as, uh, as, as the master lock. Thanks, man. Anytime. I'll see you Saturday night. Hopefully you get a big win. Let's go. Let's get that win. All right, Mark. Have a good one. All right. You too, man. Everybody, you guys know Saturday's a big one. We're not quite done here. I've got a few more questions we're going to get into, but... Man, let me just put this out here right now. We all hands on deck. I've seen the chat talking about it. We need we need everybody. Lakers Nation, be ready. Be ready Saturday. This is a big one. You find a way to get a win, and oh boy, does that help out a lot. You, you get a win on Saturday against Denver, and that erases a game that you shouldn't have lost earlier, like dropping the game to San Antonio earlier in the season. You beat Denver, and that erases that one. Got to get it done. 
Got to get it done. All hands on deck. Be ready, guys. We will be here. Lakers Nation YouTube channel, playback.tv slash Lakers Nation. We're going to be fired up all game, hoping that the Lakers can get the job done and get that win. All right, let's get into a few more of your questions and comments here. Uh, face realities have placed a large live bet on Lakers in overtime. Scary. Oh, that the Lakers were going to win. Woo. That's, uh, that's definitely terrifying. Definitely terrifying. Uh, Paul said, everyone be here on Saturday, all hands on deck. That's right. That's right. Um, that's scary stuff, but, but I'm glad you got the win. Glad you got the win on that one. Josh said, we need a new bench. Holy crap. A win is a win, but this one felt like a loss. It really did. It really did feel like a loss. Um, and the bench, it's becoming... So it's another thing that we need to keep an eye on, right? It's another thing that we need to keep an eye on here because I talked about the free throws and how the Lakers' free throw rate has fallen off the last couple of games. This game, it went back up. So that's a good sign. But the bench has started to become a bit of a concern night in, night out, where they're just not productive enough out there. And perhaps that's somewhat the rotations... Maybe there's some tweaks that you can make there. I'd have to really go back and do a deep dive into it. But the bench unit for the Lakers has been coming up short compared to opponents benches. And again, they're not a full team, but still it's something that we need to keep an eye on, especially against a team. That's a, a well-oiled machine like Denver coming up on Saturday. You can't have that drop off with your bench. So I'm really curious to see what the Lakers do with that. Uh, is Christian Wood playing? Somebody asked uh, coming back. He should be back in about a week-ish, maybe a little bit more. I, everything we heard when his injury was first announced, the, the knee swelling, was that it was a two-week timeline and that it probably shouldn't take much longer than the two weeks. Like, he's getting reevaluated in two weeks, so we probably have about another week. I don't have the exact date that we got the news on, but it's probably been about a week since then. So, yeah, Christian Wood should be back in action sooner rather than later. All right. Let's see here. We'll do a couple more, and then we're going to get Sean's post-post game show started. Welcome in, Jay Davis, new YouTube channel member. By the way, uh, I should mention this. Tomorrow, we're going to do our members-only live show. So if you're a channel member, you click that join button. You can check out the perks that channel members get. I am working on getting some new emojis made for the channel as well for channel members to use. Uh, we do our live shows where channel members can jump on. We're going to do that tomorrow at noon Pacific time. So noon Pacific time. Oh, wait, actually, sorry. I have a conflict to do. We're going to do that at 11 Pacific time. <laughs> I almost messed that up. 11 Pacific time. Uh, we'll do that. 11 a.m. Pacific time. We're going to do our live members only show. 11 o'clock Pacific time. And uh, members get to come on stage, get to come on screen, hang out with us, talk Lakers basketball. It's a good time. So 11 a.m. tomorrow Pacific time. Members only live show. Click that join button. And uh, you guys can come hang out with us as well. All right. We'll do one more here. Dionisio said, fully expected this kind of game. Called pool going off in the chat last night, but glad we still got the win. Can't keep emphasizing the defense and the offensive rebounds. Yeah, the defense has got to be much better. The Lakers, they've got to get, I mean, they've got to find their form there. Look, that... The defense is how they made their run last year. They became an elite defensive team. And part of that, of course, is Jared Vanderbilt. Boy, do the Lakers need him back. But 
they became an elite defensive team last year, and that's what allowed them to go on the run that they did late in the season and then into the playoffs. And their defense has really been letting them down in this one. 10 offensive rebounds uh, tonight for the Wizards, which is not as bad as it's been in some other games, but they do need to clean up the glass and the defense. It's got to get solved. It's got to get solved. They have to find a solution to their defensive problems. The Nuggets are going to shred them on Saturday unless they come up with some defensive solutions. So we'll see what Darvin Ham and the coaching staff can cook up. All right, everybody. Thank you guys for joining. I do appreciate you coming in. Sean Davis's post-post-game show is going to start up in just a moment. So make sure you guys jump into that. He's going to break down some of the X's and O's and everything behind this game. He's also going to do an in-depth preview of Saturday's game against the Denver Nuggets. Once again, everybody, I appreciate you guys. You're fantastic. Thank you for coming in. We survived overtime somehow, some way against the Wizards, but at least the Lakers got it done. Thanks again, everybody. Till next time. See ya and stay safe.